sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars. As if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. everyone doing welcome back to the podcast this is topanga moon podcast if you are new thank you for stopping by thank you for joining us on this spiritual cosmic exploration of a podcast so happy you're here and joining um and welcome welcome so how's everyone been doing i've been focusing a lot of my creative energy on writing And that's been my major focus and intention right now. It's been really beautiful. I've been working on a new writing project that I will share when the time is right. But just wanted to update everyone if you've been following along on my creative journey. And it's eclipse season right now. So there's been a lot of intense energy. So been moving through that. A ton of meditation. Lots of long runs just really going inwards when I can and um, feeling through it all. Also, um, thank you for purchasing candles. I've gotten some candle orders, which has been amazing. I create ritual candles. I have a love abundance full moon and new moon and they're beautiful candles that you can use with ritual and they come with little ritual cards. Um, They're so fun to make and they're really beautiful. They have glass glitter on top of them and dried flowers and they're only made with essential oils, so no synthetic chemicals. So thank you for purchasing during this time. It's, uh, it really means a lot. Like every single time someone purchases a candle from you or listens to a podcast and recommends it, like any interaction is just so helpful in when you have your own business and you're an entrepreneur every little interaction and moment means so much i am so excited for today's episode we have an interview for you today and it's with elizabeth carter of honest rituals and i first met her when i went to topanga canyon for the first time so you're going to hear the story in the podcast about how i have never been to topanga even though i named this podcast to Panga Moon <laughs> before that day and we went into this store called Moonastar which is so beautiful if you're ever in Topanga Canyon go to that store it is gorgeous go look up their Instagram everything that they sell is so beautiful and they have this incredible backyard terrace where Elizabeth's studio is and it's so stunning in the most perfect location Topanga Canyon is just beautiful in general but yeah this place is beyond next level so dreamy and 
when Elizabeth walked in, I guess it was after her session, and we talk about this in the podcast, you could just sense this incredible glow coming from her. She just had this amazing aura and I was like wow who is this person she's so beautiful her skin was glowing um and of course she uh she owns and and runs the business Honest Rituals from Moonastar and it's mostly facial massage and she's an esthetician and we get into her whole story today and I love this conversation because it truly is what this podcast is about it really feels like we've been friends forever and we're just catching up and and talking um and it's amazing you get to hear her whole journey her whole story how she grew up on a mountain she lived with her family and they had this off-grid farmhouse on a mount on a mountain so you're going to hear that whole story um how she manifested her studio and her business all in the same time in Topanga Canyon. That story is wild and amazing. Her total uh, renovation project right now of a sailboat and then we get into beauty rituals and her daily rituals and skin and just everything to do with holistic living and it's just such a cool conversation of just her journey, her life, um, how she's living in alignment and just living this intentional life and it's such a beautiful example of someone who's on their path and sharing their gifts and and really truly flowing with the universe and that's what I love about this conversation because it really is a beautiful example for that um yeah so I think you're gonna get so much out of it it is just such cool stories. Um, we talk a lot about Topanga Canyon and California and so many mystical elements of that place and her whole journey. So let's get right into it. It's a beautiful conversation. I loved having her on the podcast. Um, so here you go. Here's my interview with Elizabeth Carter of Honest Rituals. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to do this with you. No, me too. Uh, I'm, this is such a like full circle moment from when I remember when I first saw you at Moonastar. Yeah. It's my friend Annetta and you walked in and you were like just this glowing like goddess like energy walking. Oh. And I remember me and Annetta both looked at each other and we're like, who is that? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I must have been high off a of facial I had just given. <laughs> yeah, it was really amazing. Um, it's interesting though, yeah, because after I do give a session, it's like I feel this like high of energy and just like it feels me so much after a session. It's the wildest thing. I've never experienced that. Yeah, you could feeling before. Because it looked like you were like walking in from the back where your studio is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. we, at the time, like we didn't know that you worked there or even that there was this studio because that was the first yeah. time both of us went to Topanga Canyon. So we've never really, yeah, which is wild because I named my like ritual business and the podcast Topanga yeah. before I even visited Topanga. What? I, yeah, I always had this like in like dream of moving to California, but for me, I was like, oh, where would like, I feel like I would fit in. 
Yeah. And I knew about Topanga Canyon. I was like, oh, that's definitely where that's I would me. go. And it just was this, and then I looked up the meaning of Topanga and it means where the mountain meets the sea. Yeah. Isn't that so beautiful? It's so beautiful. And it just like fits so perfectly with what I was creating and like the whole vibe. And so on that trip where we learned, like I saw you for the first time. Yeah. We just, um, we just like, well, we have to go to Topanga Canyon to see, <laughs> to see this place. You have to, like, if that's what you yeah. named your business after, exactly. that inspires you, it's like, okay, I got to go there. Yeah, I can go there and see. And I was like, yeah, this makes sense. Um, yeah, did, how was the feeling? Were you like, yes, this is it? Oh, yeah, 100%. And I kind of knew I read about it before. And, like, my, yeah. uh, my sister lives in L.A. So I've been going down to L.A. for a really long time. And I know California pretty well, but just hadn't, like, stopped in that area. But it was always this feeling of, just like I felt like artists were there and this really beautiful spiritual community and that whole combination and just the just the aesthetic and all the photos that I've seen from there I was like yes that is definitely my vibe and then going there it's like you feel that energy and there's something really magical about it right as soon as you get like I feel like as soon as you cut off if you're coming from Malibu or LA and you cut off onto the one and then you're you go up to the canyon you just instantly feel yeah like you've entered a different realm and it's like the other like other stuff besides that area like doesn't exist or I don't know it's like the worries go kind of go away and I think it's too you're entering into like serene blissful nature mm-hmm. and it's a really amazing history of like Native American sacred land and so there's definitely some magic going on in there because <laughs> everyone I talk to and everyone who lives there they're like oh yeah they just you know you know yeah yeah you definitely there's this feeling and I love it there um before we get into kind of your whole upbringing and because I really want to know about that because I read a little yeah. bit in the mountains so yeah <laughs> that's kind of perfect that you landed in Topanga but since we're talking about that what is the yeah. story how did you land in Topanga Oh, I love this. Is such a unique story. It's wild because I too had never been there. Yeah. Um, and when was this? August of last year. Yeah. So August, I was visiting a friend who had just moved to Topanga Canyon and she'd been there for a bit. She kept wanting me to come up and come up for the weekend and I kept putting it off. And so finally I was like, all right, this is the weekend. I'm going to go. Yeah. And prior to that, I had just been like feeling in this like lull of wanting expansion, but not really knowing how to execute that because it didn't feel right to do that in San Diego where um, I had been living. So anyways, that was just kind of in my subconscious that I didn't even realize. And so I went up to Topanga and it was... I was driving her in my passenger seat and as soon as I cut off from the one going and then going up to the canyon, I was like overcome with this feeling of like familiarness and like kind of home. And it's, I've never really felt that feeling to feel so connected to a place I had never been. And it just kind of kept growing on me. I was like, what? Like this place is amazing. It exists. Like how have I never been here? And Anyway, so I had stayed with her and we kind of explored the town and 
I was just in awe. I was like, this is spot amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want to be here and everything. So we were just having a fun day, like having snacks and painting. And um, she brings up uh, that her roommate is moving out and that there's a room for rent. And it was pretty cheap. It was like really cheap for Topanga. I want to say, what was it, like four, six hundred? 600 a month and I was like what (laughs) like out of the blue like she just brought that up and I was like okay that's kind of interesting like and I'm big into signs and like hearing things and listening to where the universe wants me next so that was my first sign I was like well that's interesting like but what would I do here and I was currently working under another holistic spa in San Diego and wanting to be out my own and I was like well I could do skincare and facials and what I do now but here and I was like all right this is like kind of creeping up on me really fast and I was like I'm just gonna surrender and like I'm meant to be here in Topanga I said this out loud to the universe I was like show me the perfect room to rent out of just that nothing else like nothing descriptive and we went into Moonastar. Um, I think it was before I had said that. And we were just looking around and I was like, this store is so cute. Like I need to live here yeah. <laughs> in the store. I want everything. And I hadn't seen the room that time I was there. It The door was shut because the studio is like in the back of the store. So you can't really see it unless the door is open and it had been shut so we left and I hadn't seen it and we were kind of like looking at other places and seeing what's around the town and nothing was like piquing my interest of a place to rent because I'm really particular in like the setting and how I want it to be. And so I decided to stay another night. Um, and then the next day I go into Moonastar again because I wanted to buy this crystal with my friend Genevieve and I was, I think I was checking out and she was the one who actually opened up the door into the back patio and then opened up the door to my my studio but the studio then and she's like oh my god you gotta come look at this and I go back there and as soon as I like open the door I just knew I was like oh this is it like this is my spot and the layout of the room is just so wild it's the exact same layout of a screenshot I had um, screenshotted of a room like months prior of a treatment room. I was like, Oh, I love this. This is like my vibe for some reason. I just screenshotted it. It really hit me. And I was like, I like to screenshot things. And it was the exact same layout. Like the windows overlook the Canyon. There's a sheepskin in both rooms, like beeswax candles, which are really special to me as well. Um, I had like the beams on the ceiling and it was, it was just so weird. I was like, Whoa. I actually have a side-by-side on my Instagram so you can see the closeness of it. And so, like, I just knew it. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is happening. I hadn't even – I didn't even know if it's for rent or anything. I just, like, was so pulled to there. Yeah. And then seeing that room, I was like, this is it. And so I contacted the owner of the store, Monica, and the next day after I got back to San Diego, and I had, like, such chills and butterflies sending her the message, because, like, you know, when you want something so bad, you're like, well, what if she says no? What if it's not meant to be? You know, all the doubt comes in, and you're like, ah. So I sent her a DM on Instagram, and then within, like, 10 minutes, she had responded to me, 
and was like, yes, it's open. We've been looking for um, someone like you to be in here. What? And I was like, wait, what? Like, this is wild. She's like, when can you start? How many days a week do you want to do? And yeah, that's kind of how it all started. And so did you the rest have your, is history. <laughs> yeah, did you have your, um, your own business started at this time or were you still, no. you, you had to basically launch a business? Yeah, while still move. working at a business. <laughs> so that's what I did. I was really, um, Unbelievable. yeah, I was working full time here in San Diego. And then I told my employer um, what I had discovered and she's so supportive and amazing. She's like, yeah, like I want you to do this. So I was, I started off two days in Topanga, just just like Thursday and Friday, just to kind of test the waters and see if it was a need there and yeah, see how people catch on and while still working in San Diego as well. So I was commuting wow. um, and I had a place in Topanga. So I had like double lives for a while, <laughs> but it picked off. It picked up. Like I had my first month was the only month where I considered it slow, I guess. Yeah. And then after that, it was like snowball effect. And I added on more days and more days and they started booking out like weeks in advance. And I was like, whoa, okay, I guess I'm committed now. And that's when it's in total alignment where you're so like on your path and just lit up by what you do and you can just flow to the next. Do you know your human design? I'm a manifesting generator. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. So we feel like we can do everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get really exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Hence what are you? Two lives at the same time. Yeah. Right. And I'm a Gemini. So I'm like all split oh, and do it. I'm a Gemini too. You are? Yeah. 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 Sisters. Yeah. What's your human design? I'm a generator. Your generator. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you're like the half of me. <laughs> yeah. Which makes sense because generators from what I'm learning is all about doing like you have to do what you love. And if, yes. you're, if you're lit up by it, then it's like, you can go, 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 which is so my experience. Yes. And that's how I think I sustain that energy Yeah, to live those kind of like double lives. I would say for a bit while I was still launching my studio and building my clientele while still working for my previous um, employer. And I don't know how the hell I did that. (laughs) Now that I look back on that, I'm like, yeah, was I on something? Like what? But it was that high I was getting. It's not that close. (laughs) Yeah. My goodness. Right. Twice a week I was doing that and it was craziness, but it was so fun and so new and I was just learning and I don't know. I was, I didn't, it didn't bother me until it started to get too, and started to get to too much where I wasn't able to fully invest my energy into my business. Cause I was still had one foot in the other place. Cause, I mean, I love that place so much. And she was really such an amazing mentor to me. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of wanted to keep it on the side, but then there was this point where it was like, okay, like it's time for you to fully invest, fully commit. Um, you're ready for it. And as soon as I did that, I felt such a relief and like, Oh, finally I can just be in my place now and after I did that like it even tripled in my amount of busyness so it just goes to show you like just 
when you put your energy fully in something, it can be so rewarding. Yeah, 100%. I want to get into all of the work that you do because like it was through you that I first learned about facial, facial massaging. Yes. And I didn't even know what that was before I kind of was introduced to your work. But yeah. Before we dive into that, I do want to know a little bit about your journey and your story to becoming this holistic, like, what do you call it? Like holistic beauty? Esthetician is the name, but I feel it's so wild. I'm like, I, I mean, I do skincare and I recommend stuff and I help people yeah. with their skin, but it's like, but it's something it's so else. much more than that. It's yeah, like, other like element to it. Yeah. There's a whole energetic, like healing trauma like all this stuff that gets brought up during a session that can be so healing just through massage so um so how I got into massage is that kind of what you want to go into a little bit about your upbringing because I just read that you grew up in the mountains yeah so I had a unique childhood I think when I was around five my parents moved us up to this mountain up near Northern California Mm, and they had bought some acreage and it was just raw land and they completely built a house like off the grid and homeschooled us (laughs) and we had a wild childhood like we had a massive garden and honeybees and animals and I mean, we had, like, I went to, into town once a week. Like, I was really, and we were just up on the mountain, and there was another family there, too, so we were, like, good friends with them, and it was so amazing and incredible, now that I look back on it, for them pulling us out of, not, we didn't necessarily live in the city, but just pulling us out of, kind of, the societal norms, and bringing us up to the mountain and just raising us completely different from anyone that was doing it at that time. And my parents were all plant-based and wanted to raise us super healthy and different than the run of the mill, you know, school programming and everything. She kind of wanted to curate our learning and education so I lived up there till I was probably 12. I think it was like seven years we lived there. Wow. And it was incredible. And did your parents build the, the property, the cabin? Um, they designed, my mom designed it. And then they had um, her, her dad was a builder. So he helped. And then we had various workers help on it. Um, I think the design was like a farm, farm, um barn like a barn style and then she designed it so she added in like a stop top floor top floor for us to sleep and it was a two-story building so she had a definitely a um a role in designing it but we had some other people build it um it definitely it was incredible yeah such a beautiful way to like especially for your upbringing and your, I really believe that like so much of like who we are is imprinted at that age. Yes. Obviously your love of um, just nature and holistic living and all of that kind of stuff was just introduced to you at such a young age in such a way. It really was. Way. It was ingrained. It was like kind of yeah. ingrained because that was my life day in and day out was, yeah. you know, we'd wake up and I would 
we had a big garden. So we each had like our own fruit tree and we had water and keep it weeded. And I mean, we had 20 acres and at the end we had 40 acres. So not all of it was developed, but I mean, they converted raw land into something livable and being able to see that from a little girl and seeing how something can transform with hard work. I feel like it really imprinted on me. Maybe that's why I'm in the midst of remodeling a sailboat and <laughs> living on it like yeah, a crazy woman. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, it did. I think it really had a lot to do with who I am today. Absolutely. And what brought you into the work that you're doing now? Um, such a good question. I feel, I feel like multiple things did. I wanted a career. Um, where I didn't have to go to four years of college to obtain. <laughs> I was like, I want it now. Like, just give me something. Yeah. So it's nice because aesthetic school is like a year long and then you're certified and you can, you know, launch into your career. Also, I've always been so into skincare and how to take care of yourself properly and um, kind of cutting through all the, I'd say, I would always read in magazines, like, this is the best product. This is it. This is it. And it's just like, I really wanted to know, like, what is really the truth behind good skin and, mm-hmm. and just find that out for myself. And you're really not taught that in school. <laughs> Little did I know. It's a lot of your own education. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a mixture of everything. And then as soon as I started learning about it, I was like, whoa, like, I love this. This is so fun to learn about. And I started off in actually the medical realm of skincare. I worked under a plastic surgeon. And for the first year out of school, because that's where I wanted to go. Like I took care of myself holistically, but for some reason it was like the thing to do was to work under a plastic surgeon. And like, it's just unheard of, of estheticians after school getting hired right away as a medical esthetician so I thought it was an amazing opportunity and it was and I learned so much and during that time it kind of curated my sense of what I am doing now because I would see a lot of women and coming in for different treatments and for all this cosmetic um, treatments as well and it just started to not feel good to me like I didn't it was very salesy too. And they wanted me to, you know, advertise for Botox and filler. And, you know, like you're kind of telling, you know, you, you're, <laughs> this woman is laying down on your bed, your hands on her face. You are telling her technically what's wrong with her skin yeah. and then saying, Oh, maybe you could use some Botox in your forehead. Like as they're being so vulnerable on your table, you're telling them like what's wrong with their skin. And that never sat well with me. I never wanted to be that person to be like, you need this because, you know, wrinkles aren't acceptable. Right. And not to shame anybody who does do that. I think whatever makes you feel good. I just didn't want to be the person, you know, sell, selling it and promoting it. it didn't feel good to me. Yeah. And so drastic, maybe not drastic, but such a different yeah. way of how you kind of grew up with this whole yeah living with nature's and natural rhythms kind of yeah it feels more like you know healing through medicine and and like loving being like in your natural skin mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff to I think this world yeah 
working in medical. And I think too, when you're raised like that, you kind of crave the opposite for a bit. Yeah. And I think maybe that's what was happening. And I wanted to see, oh, well, what, what's this world? You know, I haven't tampered in this. Yeah. And then it, I got to experience it. And I was like, actually, no, this isn't who I am or what I want to be as a um, esthetician. So I actually took a year long break after that from skincare because I was like, well, what do I do now? Yeah. (laughs) And this is the time where I didn't even know holistic estheticians existed. I actually had no idea. Yeah. Um, The weirdest thing. I didn't, I don't know why I just, it was never, um, shown to me, I guess. And so I took a year off and did something else. And then I got back into it because I found the spot I had worked at before starting my own. And she was incredible and in everything she stood for. And I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. This is the skincare I want to grow in and learn about, which I already knew instinctively from growing up so holistically so I didn't really have to do a lot of education um so it just came super natural to me and I was like oh this is it (laughs) yeah it's like something within you kind of switched on and you're like Mm -hmm. what I've been like yeah looking for I always think of it in this way that there's always these little bread crumbs along the way to kind of show your path and then once you're really in the flow, like your whole story about landing in Topanga and how that really like promoted you to create your own business, it's just like, yeah. and just kind of like worked. It's like in a, such a beautiful way. Like you're really flowing with the river as opposed mm-hmm. to going upstream, trying to be something that your soul doesn't want to be. And it's so hard to um, sustain that life when you're not in your rhythm and in your yes. flow. And sometimes you don't even know you're not in it, but if you take a minute and step back and kind of evaluate how your life's been over the past couple of months, you can kind of figure out if you're fighting against stuff or if you're kind of moving with the rhythm of the universe. And there's a plenty of times where I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to yeah. be, especially being a manifesting generator. It's like, I want to yeah. do everything. Just like <laughs> now I seriously I'm- have a new career every day. <laughs> But I love that. But that's so part of even what a manifesting generator is. It's embracing yeah. that you have all these other interests. And even within your own business, I even I find with starting to pang a moon, it's like you can start to cultivate different things within what you're creating. Isn't that the best? Yeah. That's like the most, I think one of my favorite things about being your own employer and running your own business is you get to make it up as you go. So if you're feeling yeah. an interest and say mine right now is a lot in herbs. It's like, okay, how can I incorporate this into my business? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, and you add that in and it's so fun because it goes along with what I do, but it's this other outlet where I'm really fascinated in. Mm-hmm. So I get to bring that to the table as well. And it's just, it's incredible. I'm glad you feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I mean, I have a little, even though I'm not a manifesting generator, I'm a generator, but I have a little bit of that whole, you know, I have so many different interests and how yeah. to find them all because I have, I mean, like you, I studied uh, science and I worked in the medical field and yeah. then went into acting and my whole passion is acting, filmmaking, writing, everything around that. But now what I'm trying to do is 
basically combine that with what Topanga Moon is. Yeah. My, my vision is to make kind of like a conscious media company eventually. And Oh, I love that. You know, really put out um, projects that I'm like passionate about and proud of and documentaries and things that are aligned with the ethos Ooh. behind the brand, you know? So, I could see that. Yeah. That so would be like, really unique. Yeah, because I think, especially with media, um, and I love that like the Me Too movement has happened and all these things, but there's just so much more work mm-hmm. involved in in expanding it and and really like, I mean, we're we're seeing so much even right now. There's so much emphasis on media right now mm-hmm. because we're all inside and taking in so much information. And for me, I'm like, okay, where's the truth? Where's the honesty? Where's the right? Truth? So you want to sort through it. Yeah, that's kind of like my. Part of well, my- it's so interesting as too when you when you think of a new bigger idea and picture, even if someone has already done it similar mm-hmm. or whatever, never let that stop you because your life and so your background of acting and writing and everything that's going to be bring such a unique flair to your business mm-hmm. that no one else will do it the same way. Yeah. and that's how a lot of businesses are, and it's just so cool because for people who are like generators and manifesting generators or anyone really has had a colorful background and then they bring that into a business. It's like, Oh wow, this is so cool. Yeah. And unique. Yeah. I love that. Um, I want to get into facial massage and everything about holistic beauty in terms of keeping your skin really healthy. Everything that you do all your yeah. rituals, all of it. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Facial massage is the best thing you can do for your skin, I think. And then your typical facial, you know, it's only 10 minutes of the facial. Yeah. And when I was doing it in the medical offices, I would still do a facial, but it'd be more emphasized on microderm, exfoliation, chemical peeling, and the facial massage would only be five to 10 minutes long of that. Mm-hmm. But that was actually my favorite part ever since back then. I love doing the massage portion because yeah. I, I feel like I can feel where people are holding tension through yeah. my fingertips. It's a weird feeling. And it's like, it's like I'm just drawn to that area. And I know how much pressure to hold. And it's like you're moving out energy. And I always kind of felt that. And when I started... Um, working for Leslie at Clio in San Diego, the spa I was at before my own. She trained us in um, massage and really the whole facial is massage. It's the Russian technique by um, Yakov Gershkovich, probably butchering his name, but (laughs) that's it, it is. And he's incredible. Like the way he has discovered and mapped the face is insane and once I learned that I was like oh wow this is this is like what I always felt in the skin but now you know you kind of have direction and how to move and I really started to make it my own and like kind of just be intuitive with my fingers and know where you can just feel it's the wildest thing when you have your hands on a client face it's like I can feel where their skin is tight where it's not where there's not where there's not and it's you can feel almost like the energetic release as you're moving and 
gliding along their skin. And it's so amazing. So that is where (laughs) I'm into And that is the facial I do at my spa is just massage. It's the facial contouring, massage, sculpting. And it's primarily massage. I cleanse in the beginning and do light extractions, exfoliation if needed. And then it's all massage. And it's absolutely incredible. The results I've seen, the testimonies, what they say after. It's like, yes, okay, you're feeling that too. I feel that energy moving out. I'm like on fire when I get to talk to my clients afterwards because it's a incredible. It's like they just go somewhere. They're like, I feel like I just went somewhere in that session. It's more and, than just the actual physical. Yeah. You know, there's this spiritual. Yeah. I incorporate all the, all the things like the crystals, different crystals for releasing tension wow. for grounding for protection. Um, and then I do different um, like sage or cedar or just cleansing and mm. body work. I did um, learn Reiki. So yeah, I think I incorporate, of course, I incorporate that in it as well. So it's just like, and I do angel cards and guidance cards. And it's really intuitive. Like each facial is very different from the last. Each one is so unique. It's like, I'm not, I don't have a, I don't have a, this typical facial for each client. It's like everyone is just based off what they're going through. I talk to my clients before session for like Amazing. 10 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes, depending on how it goes. And yeah, it's just, it's kind of formed its own thing and it's incredible. It's, I didn't even know this could happen. <laughs> yeah. Intuitive downloads that you're getting as well in these. Yeah. Things? Yes. When I'm in a facial, that's where, cause like I said, I don't do any the same way. And so it's wild. It's like, I'll reach for a crystal, not because of like, I think it's good for them, but because I'm drawn to that because I feel like their energy and what they need is that healing instead of, of one I used on another client. So I get that. And then it's the wildest thing when I have them pull a card in the beginning and then I read it to them at the end. And each card they pull is like, goes along the lines of either what we talked about before the session mm-hmm. and it kind of reinstates and reaffirms. It's just, I get chilled every time. Cause I'm like, how crazy was that card? Like that just like said what you were going through and like saying it's okay. And that uh, it's okay to be how you are right now. And just know there's other things coming. Like it's, it's weird. Like I get chills every time because I'm like, something is happening in here. <laughs> it's almost like you're also clearing and cleansing the person's aura. Oh yeah. There's a yeah. big part. Like in the beginning is, is, is like the time to set the whole energy of the room and the session. And I go around and readjust their body and let them really feel safe mm-hmm. and comfortable in their spot. Cause it's, different you know like it's a very vulnerable thing is to get a facial like someone's hands are on you on your face nonetheless Mm -hmm. so yeah I do a whole cleansing in the beginning and it's different for each client because I don't really know what we're doing until I'm in the room with the client it's very like um not planned out at all 
which I love because that's what makes it so special and leaves it open for downloads to come through because I don't have an agenda. I'm just like, okay, you know, like just work through me. And yeah, so we cleanse in the beginning and then I give them crystals to hold on to during the whole session, depending on what ones I'm drawn to for them. And the session typically lasts around an hour and a half, sometimes 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's just incredible. I feel like you said, you saw me after a session, probably. I feel like a, yeah. a high. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Like, where? I feel like I go there with that client as well. And I go into a meditation and a trance. And it's like, and then I step out of the room and let them get dressed. And I'm like, I have to like come out of it as well. Because mm-hmm. it's just, it was so, not intense. Sometimes it's intense, depending on what they're working through. But it's just so, uh, I don't know. It's I can't, I can't really describe. I put it into words. It's, it's, it's it sounds so like amazing. Shifting your vibration afterward or through the yeah, session. and it's like that. It's like that beautiful exchange. Like you are helping them through your medicine, and by exchange yeah. that, that you know the natural reciprocity of our Earth and our planet. It's like you're also getting mm-hmm. from the universe because you're you know you're yeah. using your gifts. You're you're in alignment. You're in. Yeah. You're like, and that's a good way to put zone. it. I feel like I'm being used as a healer and whatever needs yeah. to come through me comes through me. And when I take my hands off the client and when I step out of the room, it's like I've stepped out of that like bubble yeah. of magic or whatever was going on in there. It's like, yeah. okay, like ground, come back into myself. And yeah, it's incredible. I feel so. I love that. Incredibly happy to be doing what I'm doing. I would love to know a little bit more about your own rituals and your own like sacred practices that you do, because I really think that this is a time where I really believe that people should be more connected to the, to nature and to our Mm -hmm. planet and loving their own selves and their own skin and like loving their wrinkles as you were saying and all of that and what are some of the beautiful ritual practices that you do to kind of keep you within that alignment and and kind of like in that flow yeah it's a great question um so massage has been a massive um release and meditation for me because I do it on myself as well in the mornings and I feel like it just brings me back into my body. It brings me back into realizing what stress or what I may be holding on to by being able to feel it in my face or my neck or shoulders or wherever I may be holding it. Um, and just moving slowly. Like the other day I was cleansing my skin. I was going so fast. I was like, what, what is going on? Like this, I'm not enjoying this. And it's because my mind was going so fast. And I was like, okay, let me slow down my fingers. Let me move slowly. And instantly, like my mind started slowing down. My heart started like, ah, just beating slow and just not feeling anxiety or rush to do anything and just feeling my skin. So that has been a huge ritual for me is face massage. Um, also I love the act and ritual of burning candles. Mm-hmm. So before honest honest rituals was first created for my beeswax candles 
um, before I was opened my studio in Topanga, I made beeswax candles and I love the ritual of lighting an, a, a candle, whether before meditation or um, yoga, or if you want to do like a little magic, like you light the candle for a specific intention and just like the ritual of striking a match and lighting the flame and just seeing this thing glow in front of you um, would really just calm me down and I would focus on the flame and just, it would just soothe me entirely. So that was inspired, that inspired honest rituals in the beginning was just the act and simple of lighting a candle and having a very like ritual practice um being in nature yeah. and grounding and I love just walking barefoot or sitting on the ground and imagining roots coming from my spine and connecting and going deep down into the earth and connecting me to earth's energy and everything around me the trees the flowers um and it's almost like I love doing that before I go into my studio as well because I feel like I ground and no matter what client comes and sees me or tells me what they're going through, I still feel grounded. Yeah. And it's like I, I get the energy from nature and all around me and it comes up through the roots into my spine and I just feel whole and complete. So those are some I love to do. Yeah. It's a whole holistic, like all encompassing practice. Like for you starting off with creating the candles then that mm -hmm. launched honest rituals, which is such a beautiful name for what you offer and your studio and yeah. combining all of that. And I know that you do new moon and full moon rituals. Like, yeah. So those are really tell me fun too. <laughs> so it's the same, you know, same layout of a facial, you know, the full massage, but yeah. the intention's different. So depending whether it's a full or new moon, I love to incorporate like, okay, what are you wanting to call in, you know, and what are you wanting to release and just kind of having them take inventory of the past lunar cycle month and seeing where in which areas they want to either release feelings, relationships, whatever might be feel like is blocking them or hindering them. And then what you want to call in for this next lunar cycle and using the power and energy of the moon because it's so powerful and we've lost that connection um, to her. And you see how it affects the tides. You see how it affects, mm -hmm. um, you know, your own lunar cycle, your monthly period. Like a lot of us are synced up to the moon. Yep. And so it's just having them connect to that entity. And it's fun. I'll have them either like write stuff on a piece of paper and then we the stuff they're running to release, we burn it at the end and let it go. And it's just a very cleansing ritual. And it's so fun because either some women have practiced these full or new moon rituals at home and they come in and they want the experience of it, someone else doing it to them, or they've never done it before, but they're super drawn to it. And it just gets them in tap with the moon cycles and the energy and how to use that for your benefit. I love it. I'm so connected to the moon because I, I do yeah. host moon ritual parties. Yeah. Moon parties here. So I've oh been. Oh my gosh, that'd be so fun. They're so fun. I can't wait till when I do move to California and then <laughs> I'll be. Yeah, able are you to coming here? 
yeah, I, well, that's my, that's my dream and that's what I'm currently manifesting. Oh my um, gosh. That's yeah. Good. I just feel the most alignment there, specifically, uh, Joshua Tree, actually, when I went to Joshua Ooh. Tree, that's when I really, you know, how you're, you were felt describing it. how you felt like really at home. And as much as I'd love yeah. to be in the canyon, there's something about the desert that I just became just totally in love yeah. with and just felt this peacefulness and this connection that I could not describe. It was just like, a yeah, new- you can't describe it. It's just no. the, exactly. It's the knowing and you're just like the knowing and you've never even been there before. And yet it yeah. feels like home. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's really important to pay attention to different areas, which that make you feel like that because that's where you're going to thrive. Exactly. And like I was in San Diego for four years prior and didn't make a ton of, you know, a lot of good friends. It just never felt kind of like I had one foot in, one foot out the whole time. Like, okay, this isn't home. There's something else out there. I just never felt settled. Yeah. And as soon as I moved to Topanga, like I've made some of the best and closest friendships within like just four months of being there. And I was like, whoa, this is so different. It's like you thrive in the area where you okay. feel safe and at home and connected to the land. I really believe that there's different energetic points in the world and yes. on to places for specific reasons. And it just, yeah. whenever I go there, even like I've traveled there so much and I spent New Year's there, it was just this, it was effortless. Like everything yeah. just happens in such an organic way. And you just, you know, and like when being in Toronto currently and like for the past, you know, eight years, everything was like, felt like a struggle, like a hurdle. Yeah. Even though I tried so hard to like make it work. Right. Why is this just not? And the second I I go over there, I'm like, oh wow. Like this opportunity comes up or I'm friends so easily. And it was just this beautiful, just incredible. It's like you're dancing with the universe. It's like, oh, this is what it feels like to move and flow. And because you hear that you're like, oh, you're not in flow. I'm like, when you're questioning your life and your life's purpose is like, yeah, I'm not in flow. I don't know who I want to be or what I want to do. And, but once you experience that, you're like, Oh, everything just feels good and falls into place. And then also that connection to the moon of following the different cycles. And, um, I love to now track things with like full moon to full moon, you know, like ending a project, like, like looking at the progression within the month yeah. and even like I'm cycled to the full moon right now. And it's just this amazing thing that we have already. We have the, we have the energy of the moon and we can utilize it in such a beautiful way. It you really can. And yeah. I really, it's interesting. You said that you do projects full moon to full moon. Cause yeah. when I had gone up that weekend in Topanga before I had lived, lived there or anything, it was a full moon. Um, end of August. It was end of August. Yeah. And it was a full moon. It was like big in the sky. I love when it's out in the daytime. And me and my friend Janvia, we did a whole little ritual. We're like, okay, like you want to do this? Let's call it in. Let's, you know, let's manifest it. Let's write down on your list. And we did that little ceremony that night. And then everything came into fruition um, within that next full moon. And the next full moon, I had opened my studio. On the full moon? Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah. 
on the week that it was um, transitioning to a full moon. That's amazing. That's yeah. wild. I love that. And it's such a yeah. beautiful space too. Ugh, so yeah. It's just it's incredible. So gorgeous. It's you amazing. walk out and you feel like you're floating like in a treehouse because you've been on the deck and it's like yeah. you really you can't see the ground beneath you. You feel like you're up with the trees and then the little studios off to the left and that yeah. big oak tree is covering it and it's just and then there's windows that look out into nature, which is huge for me. I don't like being confined into like a dark little room. <laughs> so you can see the trees out the window. And it's interesting, like sometimes I'm with different clients and there'll be different birds that land on the branch that, that look through the window into the studio. Like there'll be a ravens, there'll be an eagle, and it's just interesting because I believe in like animal signs and their energies. So it's just being, being so close to nature is incredible. Yeah. There's just this different energy that, I mean, it really does feel like your studio is out in like the, like the Canyon, like you're out. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. So beautiful. Um, I would love to talk about your sailboat. (laughs) because yeah <laughs> I love that you're restoring a sailboat I watched this couple there's this um, YouTube channel called sailing la vagabond have you heard of that one yes they're okay. so cute they're so amazing so I've like been following them for so long and I love yes. that they're just living this different lifestyle but like really like exploring the world and just created such a beautiful yeah. life for themselves and yes I want to hear about your sailboat oh my gosh our sailboat um okay so Bailey and I had the bright idea to buy a sailboat (laughs) when was this almost two years ago it's been like a year and a half so this is when we were in San San Diego and we were just really tired of you know paying rent to something we'll never own um wanting like we had just moved back from New Zealand and it was like we had only been in San Diego for like three or four months and we decided to buy a sailboat. Totally rushed into it. Didn't do much research. He's a diver. So he has a lot of knowledge with boats and everything. So it was like, it was like a decent sturdy boat. Yeah. But we didn't realize how much work she needed. We wanted to remodel it and make it our own. Yeah, because I I love my environment and especially where I live. I want it to be aesthetically pleasing to my eye. So I didn't want just like a fiberglass hole like most boats are, sailboats especially. So this one's a, it's beautiful. It's um, it's got a lot of teak interior. It's got bronze um, metal throughout the boat, and it's got a really like feng shui layout like some sailboats have weird little nooks and crannies where you're like what what is that it's weird <laughs> it's like a ship like this one's very beautiful and aesthetically pleasing so that's why we bought her and then we're like oh my god <laughs> what did we just do this is not because it's not anything like a house remodel anything it's entirely different you can't buy a screw from home depot no it has to be marine grade it has to be stainless steel so it doesn't rust not to mention sailboats are like or any boat parts are like three times the cost of a normal home project wow so we're like oh my god what did we do and then where do you find the information on how to res- restore it thank god for bailey i don't 
know how he knows what he knows, but he has been able to do almost everything on our sailboat. And I'm pretty handy as well, like not to his extent, obviously, but I think growing up the way I did, I know my way around stuff and can figure stuff out. But I don't know. He must have been like a sailboat expert or something in his past life. I don't know. He knows how to do everything. So he's been the one that's like directing it. And I just follow along and say, okay, what do you want me to sand? (laughs) (laughs) I got this. But it's been nuts. It's been so fun yet so challenging. It's been the hardest thing I've ever done ever in my entire life. I don't know why, but it's just been this thing where I think we both needed this project Mm -hmm. to discover things about ourselves and become closer in a relationship. Trust me, like if you want to get to know your partner, go move on a boat with them (laughs) and see if you still love them. I love that so much because it's just this testament to you, you figure it out when you feel something, when you want to create something. Cause I know like I want to do a camper van remodel and and move into that. Yeah. So fun. And like, I hear so many things and it's so, it's so hard when you hear kind of, it's better to keep your dreams kind of isolated oh you have to before you do it because I always hear the things like oh you've never done that before but I I really believe that we're moving into this time where there's so many alternative lifestyles and so many things that you can just learn because you have a desire to do it and if you have that desire nothing's gonna stop you yeah it's gonna be hard days and some days you know you're gonna want to quit or sink your boat and you just got to keep going. Yeah. Um, because it's that strong feeling of no, like, okay, let's bring it back to why we wanted to buy this boat. We wanted financial freedom. We wanted adventure and we wanted, you know, the fact that our house can move. <laughs> like, yeah. We can go anywhere. <laughs> Are you going to do a sailing trip then afterwards? Yes. So okay. we want to go just doing small ones in the beginning, like Catalina, the Channel Islands, go down to Baja and do some surfing. Um, so good. And then, you know, once you watch movies or like the YouTube channel of these people yeah. circumnavigating the world, you're like, ooh, maybe we could do that. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm a little frightened of massive storms. <laughs> I'm not totally closed down to the idea. I think it'd be really fun. I think it'd be such a beautiful just experience because for me, um, and maybe that's like a Gemini thing. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we get bored so easily, right? Oh my God. Instantly. As soon as we get the thing we wanted, we're like, up on to the next. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you want to experience everything. So like for me, travel has been so incredible for that because it's going into a new place having a beautiful new experience, meeting new people, and just like yes. the newness always is just so yes. inspiring to me. It, it's so inspiring. That's where, you, yeah. where we draw our inspiration from. We're like, you know, let me have travel. Let me have new scenery. Okay. And then it fuels you and it makes your life so colorful. And that's how we're meant to live our lives. Yeah. I love that. Um, so right now during this whole kind of I like to call it a cosmic pause because that's what I love that happening in the world. 
Um, what are you discovering about yourself at this time? <sighs> how is your, you know, how are you transitioning yeah. business? What are you doing for your business? All that kind of stuff. Let's see. So it's caused me to really slow down and know my boundaries and where I find, where I feel exhausted and knowing that, knowing that it's not all about work and establishing a clientele and, you know, your next big thing. It's when everything gets stripped away from you, all the outer privileges of going out, having, you know, meeting with friends, doing your business, it brings you back into like what's important, what truly is at your core. So I've been rediscovering that and it's been really nice. I can work a lot easily and like yeah. kind of not numb, but you know, you just like get so into it and you, it's hard for you to kind of come out and snap out of it. So that's been huge for me. It's just slowing down and taking a pause and, and knowing where I want to go to next and also reinventing my business to being online and that was fun because I did want to develop that before this happened. And it really pushed that into forward. It's like, okay, now's your time. Like go for it. <laughs> yeah, you're so I've done all of that and it's been amazing. It's been moments of like craziness too. And cause a lot of us wrap our identity into our work. Mm -hmm. And when that's not who we are, then we're like, who am I? And what's important to me. And before this whole pandemic, cosmic pause happened I had detached myself from my studio and I was like okay this is not me like if this gets taken away from me if this whatever happens like it doesn't affect who I am as a person this is just a part of me but it's not who I am like I won't be devastated I really unattached myself from my business wow. before this so that was super cool um and it feels like you're really connected to this conversation with your soul of kind I, of yeah. getting the intuitive pings before different life events happen and, and right. really listening inwards to, okay, what is your, I always think of it as like my guides or like my higher self. Um, yeah. You know, I get these, like I got this nudge to even move out of my apartment in Toronto uh, just a couple months before all of this happened. Really? Yeah. And I had all these signs, like I'm a, I'm big on signs. So like I had all these, like I had mice in my apartment and they're, they really represent moving and transitions. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then I had this whole lamp, there was just a million different signs. And then I asked for signs and I got them and it's a lot, a lot of stories, but it was really cool to see it. And I, oh, I did it because my desire is to move to California. So I wanted to save money. And then when all this happened, I was like, my, I was being guided for a right. reason. It was such a, you know, protection because I knew I wouldn't be able to afford um, kind of being an entrepreneur, like being an entrepreneur and a freelancer and also living in the city and having to keep up with all of that during this time. Yeah. And I was able no. to really transition before all of this. So, oh, that's incredible. Yeah. I love that I know. Like, also are really, you know, tapped in and can can follow those nudges. You have to. And otherwise, I, I, it's almost like I get this sick feeling if I don't follow 
something that's in my heart and intuition. It's like, I feel like I'm betraying myself. And I don't feel good about it. I feel like almost like nauseated. Yeah. Um, so it's a really like gut action where I'm like, no, this is, I have to follow this. Otherwise I'm going to feel terrible and kind of inauthentic as well. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Amazing. We're just little um, sign babies. Yeah. <laughs> signs will follow. <laughs> And what is your connection to bees? Because I know that you use beeswax or you create beeswax candles. So I feel like there must be this cosmic connection to to them. I don't know. I love, I absolutely love the little creatures. I had a honey hive when I was little. So when we moved onto the property, my parents got a beehive and set it in the middle of our garden to help pollinate. And we watched all these bee documentaries and it's just this incredible world within this hive that's operating and it's just how they are and they're incredible little creatures. And I think I, that's where my initial um, love for them happened was Mm -hmm. being with the hive and I would just sit outside the hive and just watch them go in and out, in and out. Cause I was homeschooled. I would get done with my homework within like Mm -hmm. an hour or two. And I'm like, okay, let's go play. And so I go watch the honeybees for a while. Sometimes, one time I tried to take honey from them and they did not get go well. So. <laughs> um, but, and then my grandma, my dad's mom, she had a honey beehive actually make a home between her walls in her little home in Santa Cruz. And um, I think she had a connection to bees as well. She would always burn bees ex candles. And I just remember associating that with her as well. And it just was a very special feeling. Mm-hmm. And I've always burned beeswax. I've never been able to burn another candle just because I'm so sensitive to smell. Oh, wow. Um, and it instantly gives me a headache. Yeah. So beeswax has been the only candle I've ever been able to use, use or burn. And um, I started making them. Well, it's like been five years four years since I made my first candle wow. and I got some wax from a local bee farmer here in San Diego and I poured it and I pulled it out of its mold and I was like whoa this is like gold and I was hooked I was like this is incredible yeah there's a whole ritual to the candle making because oh yeah it's an yeah. art it's a long way yeah, it's this it's this beautiful practice and also there's this energy about burning a beeswax candle because it's coming from, you know, this natural source and it I yeah. would believe it, it brings out a different energy when you're burning that candle. Yeah, so beeswax is the byproduct of basically, you know, the pollination. So you, when you see a honeybee, you see that their little legs are full of the pollen. They bring that back to the hive, they make honey, and then they have the wax for their honeycomb. And when the honey gets harvested, hopefully sustainably and in accordance with the bees, um, they'll scrape the wax left over. And then that is your pure base for a beeswax candle. So it's not like this huge quantity mass of a product. It's like this little, like a little bee made this. From, from flowers, like this wax came from a flower in mid-bloom. Like it just has that pure yeah. magic. And 
I read the sweetest thing. It was honeybees. So when flowers are in bloom, it's basically like their time for love. Like it's like their expression of romance is when they're in bloom. It's when they're fertile and the little honeybees are the pollinators. So they're fertilizing and basically letting flowers continue on in life because of them and they travel to each flower so it's like they're making love to the flower bringing it to another flower and then that is what is in honey what's in you know um, beeswax and it's just incredible yeah so that's why you feel a different energy when you burn a beeswax candle you're like oh no this is special yeah it's such a beautiful analogy to I think everything that you create and the business that you're cultivating in your life, it's like really we have everything we need from nature, Mm -hmm. you know? And when we work in accordance with nature, then it gives us so much more. Like we don't, you know, I really believe that going back to um, just taking exactly like what we need and not more than what we need and that reciprocity and that, really beautiful connection to how can we care for our mother earth at the same time that we're being provided for with absolutely everything we need and everything in our body is what we what we have that we need to heal ourselves as well it's all oh absolutely we have it within and around us in nature and if we can tap into that then it's incredible what you can reap and change and heal yourself from and i think that stems from growing up like that like it was pretty basic minimalistic living yeah up on the mountain. we used to, you know we had a garden and it was just very basic simple living and i think that's why i've always craved that yeah minimalistic lifestyle and just you know letting nature provide for you yeah that's what honest rituals is right I yeah yeah um, the name came to me pretty yeah. crazy like, oh this is it this is the name yeah. um I like to play this fun little game in the end of the conversations and I call it cosmic pings Ooh. so it's these um kind of not rapid fire but like you know whatever yeah. comes to your mind whatever kind of just comes to you when I say these statements or say these questions so okay oh, let's, let's do this <laughs> okay so your favorite place in nature is Ooh, is in the um, town of Mendocino up in Northern California on the coastline. Yes. Your favorite oil to use? Pomegranate. Oh, okay. I was going to, I thought you were going to say sea buckthorn because you got me on. That's my second favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I'm obsessed with it now. It's the best. Pomegranate is in that oil as well. (laughs) Amazing. Um, a song that makes you think of Topanga Canyon. Oh, the song by Lana Del Rey. I forget what it's called, but she says something about like the canyon. It's like the canyon's hot tonight. I don't know. That's the song that reminds me of it. I love that. Rituals are essential. <laughs> Amazing. Um, beauty is beauty is natural yes love that and love is everything (laughs) 
Amazing. Encompasses it all. Everything is love. Amazing. I can't wait till the next time I come to Topanga Canyon when oh all gosh. of us are and I cannot wait to have a session with you because it's a must. It would Yes, I'm and so, we'll be living so on Joshua Tree. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Come on over for the weekend. I love it. I see that. That's so exciting for you. What a big transition you're calling in. Yeah, it's a big one. And it's kind of wild because a couple months ago, I was finishing up with a, one of my moon parties in this place called Hamilton, which is not where I live, but it's close by. And we went to, we all went to get a drink afterwards at the restaurant yeah. next door. And there was a tarot reader there just like yeah. randomly. And she was like doing readings at everyone's tables. And I was like, well, of course I'm going to get a reading. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that she said to me, she was just like, oh, you're moving this year. And I was like, oh, she's like, and it's not like a little move, like down the street. Like it's a big yeah. move. Like you're wow. to another country. And I was like, ha, wow, whoa. What? Yeah. Oh, that gave me chills. I know. I was like, oh, yes. It was such a beautiful confirmation, especially because I wasn't like seeking out a reader that night. It was just kind of fair. It just cosmically happened to be at the yeah. place you were going at. And she happened to say exactly what you've been thinking. Exactly. And that's what I feel like are those signs of the universe reassuring you that yes, this is going to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not just like thinking about it, like things are actually moving and starting to fall into place for this to happen. I know. I love it. So where can people um, find you to book a session with you or see some of the beautiful products that you're putting out there and selling and creating yeah so when this whole thing blows over I should be reopening the studio soon um but you can follow me on instagram it's just honest.rituals and then um my website is honest rituals and you can see the different products I use recommend and you can book a session through there as well I love this. This is such a good conversation. I love oh my gosh, I loved it. It was beautiful.